This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us. I'd like to talk to you about the various types and standards of yoga. Uh, everybody's uh, heard of it. Everybody can do it, they think. Uh, most of the gyms, many of the other uh, community organizations offer yoga classes. And I attended one of those recently. And really, I, it prompted me to come forward and give this program to you because there are so many misconceptions being taught. Now, generally speaking, everybody agrees that the word yoga means union or linking. Well, that infers there's two people, two subjects, I don't care, two. You're linking A with B, one with the other. But if they're teaching you how to actually relax, relax your toe, the next toe, your ankle, the lower leg, the knee, now relax the thigh, your lower back. Relax, 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 relax. That is not yoga. Stretch here, lift that, bend over, stand up, twist this way, twist that way, hold that position. Holding, three, two, one. That is not yoga. Because where's the other person? Where's the link? You're not linking, you're just controlling your body. This body is your body to use and extend, expand, chores to work with. But there's not another person that you're working with. That's not yoga then. There's no linking. So you may get sorted out that you can control your breathing. Take the in-going air through the nose, out-going to the mouth. Now turn around. In going to the mouth, out going to the nose. Try to time the heartbeats to the breathing duration. Four beats in, four beats out, two beats in, two beats out, six beats. Hmm. There's no linking. This is a different type of control. This is controlling the, the air. It's the life air. It's prana. But there's no linking. Hmm. So we've relaxed, and we've got our breathing rate timed at our heart rate. What are we doing here? This is yoga. No. You haven't got to yoga yet. You haven't even got into the starting gate for yoga yet. So let's focus our energy on our lower chakra, on our navel chakra, on the heart chakra. On the throat chakra, on the forehead, between the eyes, the third eye chakra, the pineal gland focusing, see through the third eye. No, you're still manipulating your body, the air, and the life force energy through the different medians. You still haven't got to linking anything. So real yoga begins when you've got all that stuff as a preliminary done in the first five minutes. It should only take you a few minutes to relax your whole body. 
It should only take you a few minutes to get your breathing under control and a few minutes to get your heart rate in a steady, sub- subdued, shall we say, state. It should only do it, take you a few minutes to get the life force energy, the focus of the consciousness up from the lower chakras into the higher chakras and hold your focus and your breathing and your, rela- and your relaxed position at that place. Now you're ready to start yoga. You haven't been doing yoga to that point. Now what is to be done, according to the Vedic literature, is you're supposed to concentrate the mind on the super soul within. First you have to focus on the self. You have to understand that you're not the body, you're not the mind, you're not the life energy, you're not the subtle or the esoteric energy. You're not the intelligence. You're using the mind and the body and the intelligence to focus your attention on what? Well, I've seen many things. A candle. <laughs> the light. Well, what you're actually supposed to focus is within. And what is within? You. You are energizing the intelligence to look within at the self and you see the glaring brightness of the spirit soul and then you see the glaring, far more glaring brightness of the super soul. Super soul? Who's that? What's that? Where's that? Ah, now we're getting down to two. The soul and the super soul reside in the body like two birds in a tree according to the very first instructions in Vedic literature. You, the individual soul, is trying to enjoy through the body and in the material world a variety of things fulfilling desires. And the super soul is the expansion of the supreme personality of Godhead known as Paramatma. You are known as Jivatma, and the super soul is known as Paramatma. And the difference between the two is you are only conscious of you, your body, thinking, feeling, willing, intelligence, etc., and the super soul is aware of everyone's body, mind, intelligence, everything. Simultaneously. That is supreme, super soul, super consciousness. Now that super soul is an expansion of the supreme personality of Godhead that is one consciousness in many, 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 many forms and capable of understanding, remembering, knowing, and coordinating everything remotely through the super soul while giving you independence and facilities to do what you want to do. So now if you actually know that, then your meditation can be you trying to focus and link with the super soul. First you see the glaring effulgence, then you gradually, by the mercy of the Lord and your simplistic service, surrender, focus, He'll reveal himself through the effulgence, the bright, shining light, the light of bliss. It's very beautiful, very warm, very loving, very uh, fulfilling, encouraging. And that's just the bright rays of the Lord's effulgence. It's that comforting. In the first book, called the Sri Upanishad, the first of 108 Upanishads in the Vedic literature, there is a prayer where it says, Oh, my Lord, please remove your glaring effulgence so that I might see your transcendental form. Because the Lord is a person. And every one of his expansions is a person too. And in that prayer, 
the the yogi, the meditator, he's actually asking the Lord, let's have a personal relationship. Let me see you and know you. Let me recognize our long-standing relationship. Now we're talking about yoga. This is what everybody's looking for. They're looking for a link to a platform they can't achieve in their normal state of consciousness. They're looking for an established relationship on a platform that does not go away. That means that you, as an eternal living entity, needs to have a relationship with another eternal living entity. And in this case, the super soul is that uh, permanent eternal living entity of superior potency, knowledge, all the six opulences, strength, wealth, beauty, knowledge, renunciation, etc. Having a relationship with the Supreme Lord in the personal form is a platform, a relationship. It's not artificial. It's not something you're trying to hang on to or stand on. It's actually dynamic. The Lord moves, thinks, talks, free free will. The Lord is completely independent. He has a relationship with you. You are independent. There's an exchange going on. You're asking questions. He's answering. He wants some service. You're serving. The whole thing is linking. And it's on an eternal platform because he's eternal and you're eternal. And that relationship must be as well. And you're just trying to revive it because what's in the way? Your body. Your mind, your senses, the external world, all the distractions, that's what's in the way. So the beginning processes that we were talking about, those are preparatories to get that stuff subdued so that your consciousness can focus on the correct platform and you can get on with the yoga, the linking. You link with the super soul and you begin to understand the eternal relationship has always been there. It is there right now and you've just not been able to focus on it. And by this method, yoga, you can focus on it. Now, let's just say, congratulations, you're very successful. There's examples in the Vedic literature that this has taken up to 60,000 years for people to accomplish. But it can be done. It can be done in much less time than that. If you're sincere and if you're determined and if you understand the process and you're actually able to control the senses, the mind, etc. and focus them for the union method of yoga. All right, so now you've done it. Congratulations. Now what? What is going on in this relationship? What is going on? What is the exchange? What is the platform that's giving you such fulfillment? You're willing to renounce the material activities and stay in this transcendental relationship. There has to be something that's happening. Because we're active, you and I, we're active living entities. Obviously the Lord is active, active living entity. So there must be something going on, some interaction. What is that interaction? The Vedic literature says very clearly, you are the servant, the Lord is the master. What is going on is called devotional service. You are rendering service to the wishes and the expressed desires of the Lord. And when he sees you serving, he is appreciative. And he reciprocates. He says clearly in the early portions of the Bhagavad Gita, in our Vedic literature library, As they surrender unto me, thusly I reward them. If you give it your all, you get it back huge. If you timidly try, I'll try to do some um, focusing or some service or some yoga, you get a little bit back. As you surrender, 
your free will into the service of the Lord Sri Krishna, he reciprocates. So wait a minute, now we've actually got onto something here. We're into a system now. We're not trying to focus and control the mind and the senses in anything anymore. We're actually rendering service. The Lord is asking something. We're accomplishing it. The Lord is grateful. He asks something additional. There's an interaction going on. Tomorrow, what are we going to do? What do you want of me next? What's happening here and there? The whole thing's now become dynamic and positive and enjoyable and fulfilling and transcendental. And that you don't have to go back to the material conception unless you can't control yourself. This is called devotional service. This is the, the method. Well, wait a minute. Now that I understand how to do this, well, why do I have to go through all this relaxation stuff? Why do I have to go through all this focus stuff? Why can't I just go into the devotional service and think about what the Lord wants, notice, understand, contact, listen to the spiritual master who gives instructions? Read the Vedic literature that is written instructions of what the Lord says he wants. He doesn't have to personally come and instruct you. He doesn't have to wait there as the super soul and give you instructions and do whatever you want. He's not at your beck and call. It's the other way around. But he's given kindly, given the Vedic literature where he explains what I want from my servants. Now, this starts out, generally speaking, everybody can do a few things. Everybody can hear about him. Everybody can uh, chant about him. Everybody can render some simple service. You can offer a fruit or a flower or a little bit of water or even a leaf. These are instructions in the Vedic literature. It's that simple. He makes it that simple for us in this age. So you start on this basic platform and the spiritual master guides you, gives you instructions, gives you do's and don'ts. Don't do this, you'll bump your nose. Don't do that, it won't work out. Don't do this, you'll, ins you'll insult somebody. Don't do this, the Lord won't be pleased with it. The Lord won't accept that kind of service. Learn these things. And then you act within those areas the Lord prefers. So in other words... You can stay in devotional service. This is called bhakti yoga. Bhakti, service, love and devotion. Service with devotion. Bhakti yoga. You can be engaged in bhakti yoga constantly once you understand by the instructions of the spiritual master, by the instructions in the Vedic literature, you can understand how it's done. And when you do it and you act in such a way that that service is pleasing, favorable devotional service, you're fixed in bhakti yoga. Now, the point I want to make here in today's discussion is this bhakti yoga is the topmost platform. Not the meditation, not the breathing, not the focusing of the prana, not the meditative relaxation, none of that. That's preparatory. The topmost platform is bhakti. What does the Lord want? Allow me to do that service for you. Well, the intelligent person won't spend time in these yogas. Preparatory yogas. There's many of them. You can take the long way there. Or you can go directly to bhakti yoga in a moment's notice. There is no prerequisites for bhakti yoga. And these other focusing, relaxation, 
this this is all preparatory. There is prerequisites for you to get to the higher platform of seeing the super soul and understanding you're an eternal servant. But with bhakti yoga, there's no prerequisite. You're taken from whatever state of mind you're in, whatever foolishness you may be surrounded by, you're taken into devotional service. Bhakti yoga is called the supreme perfection of yoga. Because there's no preconditions put on it. You can go to the topmost level directly. You don't have to take the long way around it. You don't have to do all the exercises, la 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 la, which you can't stand on. The exercises, the relaxation, the breathing, the focusing, the air, the moving the prana into the higher chakras, there's no fixed platform. It's a process that you're passing through, but there's nothing fixed. You, you're fine while you're doing it, but when you stop, huh, you're right back into your predicament of life. But bhakti yoga, you're engaged in service that is dynamic. It's a, a, a method. It's like a track you're on. You're going down this track. It goes from city to city to city to country. It goes all over anywhere, everywhere. This particular track, you're not going round and round in circle like a cage. You're not going back to the breathing and over to the senses and try to restract. My, I heard something. Try to stop that. Oh, you know, my eyes stopped looking at that. Oh, I felt something. Oh, don't care about that. You're not going round and round trying to fight yourself into a focus. The Lord says, I'd like you to give me this service. I'd like you to deliver this to someone. I'd like you to go there and take this up. I'd like you to help this person. I'd like you to taste this. The Lord has service, 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 service in a continuous chain of opportunity. If you'll simply perform, you have to have the right attitude. You have to have a selfless attitude. What does the Lord want? That's what I'll do. That's selfless. Now, I want to do this. No. So if you understand by the instructions of the spiritual master what is service, and you actually engage in that service in such a way that you're progressively, continuously riding through the request and the fulfillment. The request and the fulfillment. Under the direction of the spiritual master, directly under the instructions of the super soul, directly face to face under the instructions of the supreme personality of Godhead. That is a platform. You don't have to come down. You don't have to fall back. You don't have to consider yourself in the material world struggle for existence any longer. You're fixed on that platform of vision, of action, of focus, in devotional consciousness of life. You're free from the misunderstandings. That's why it's called the Supreme Transcendental Yoga. It's pure. There's no prerequisites. You can start immediately. You simply have to get the instructions. You have to read the Vedic literature. You have to hear from the spiritual master and get the basic layout. Get the understanding of the do's and the don'ts. Everything has the do's and don'ts. Adding and subtracting has do's and don'ts. Everything. Eating has do's and don'ts. Your whole life has do's and don'ts. Just learn the do's and don'ts of devotional service from the spiritual master and the Vedic literature and go directly to an eternal relationship. Start building it today. Devotional service is divided into nine basic processes and the most important, repeatedly the Vedic literature stresses, the most important is hearing. When one hears about the transcendental activities of the Lord, 
when he hears about the Lord's wishes for devotees, when, the, when he hears about the uh, structure of the universe, how time, how karma, how reincarnation, how the living entities, activities, how the manifestation is done, the duration of the manifestation, what the spiritual world is like. He hears all these subject matters. He hears about the Lord's activities, the Lord's pastimes, the Lord's associates, the Lord's histories, the great uh, pastimes that the Lord has performed. All of this is transcendental platform. All of this is devotional service. The hearing process, the hearing about the Lord's transcendental characteristics, name, form, pastimes, etc., is the beginning of devotional service. And then you begin to talk about it. Chanting. It's called chanting. The Lord requests you chant His holy name because it can be in your thoughts all the time. Even if you don't remember this subject or that pastime or this situation, you can hear the holy name. You chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Anytime you want, anywhere you are, or any circumstances you're in. And it's devotional service. And you're not incurring karma. And you're not thrown back into the material existence. And you're not struggling. You're actually fully conscious. You're who you really are. Happy. Eternally engaged in your eternal occupation. Perfect at it from the day one. You simply follow the instructions of the spiritual master and the teachings in the Vedic literature, hearing and understanding of the Lord's activities and how many, many others have received that perfection and you achieve perfection, the perfection of bhakti yoga. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.